What's up? You're listening to the Prayer Plug Podcast with your host, Jamika Carter, the Chief Encouragement Officer of Prayer Plug. Over here, you can expect to get prayed up and plugged in because we stand firm on getting lit for the Lord. For more encouragement, for more content, for more videos, for more prayers, download the Prayer Plug mobile app available in every app store. Now let's get plugged in. I know we all have things going on, so I had to make sure I made 31 days of prayer, getting lit for the Lord, available to all of our plugged in family. Y'all, this is originally recorded on this new audio app called Clubhouse. So any of the terminology or the transitions is all due to the fact that I'm recording this while I'm having a live conversation with a good gang of our prayer warriors in the prayer plug family. So listen in, get prayed up. If you have your pocket prayers, you can follow along with this. And if you don't have your pocket prayers, Run over to prayerplug.com and get yours. We have a digital version available and we have the physical product that you can get. There's a promo code on the mobile app and there's also a praise plan for this lituation that you can download from the Prayer Plug mobile app. Simply go to the mobile app Prayer Plug on your phone or download it at any app store and you can just tap into the app, click on Prayer Room, and you'll see the button to download your lituation praise plan. Now let's get plugged in. Um, like I was saying, many of us have been lukewarm Christians, meaning we've only really ran to Christ for holidays or when we needed something. But through these 31 days, my prayer consistently ha- has been that God will really reveal to us and remove from us and really um, rejuvenate in us what is necessary for us to consistently be whole in Christ and to be lit, to be excited, to know it is a privilege. It is a privilege to have a relationship and to pray and to just be a part of God's master plans. And so we don't take it as something that is just a have a hot. It's just a hey, they're gone tomorrow. It's just a oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I grew up in a church. Church is what it is. But we really make an investment and we let God know we're excited that He meets us and that we feel His presence, even with us all being in so many different places. And so I pray that. Your excitement for God and how you express your excitement for God has been revealed through the last third through the last 30 days. I pray that it has been um, rejuvenated if you've always been somebody that's excited for God. Or I pray that areas that have really put up a blocker or that have made you feel like I can't really do it that way or be that way. Or I don't know if it's God have been removed from your just from your walk in order for you to get deep and who he called you to be because who you are and how you do it. Ooh, he he did that. I tell you, he did that. Two days were. Can we get into it? Hello. If you have your pocket prayers, come on again. Get on to day 30. If you do not have your pocket prayers and you in this room right now, two days plug of the day on the prayer plug mobile app is where we will be led. Okay. So the scripture and the prayer is on a prayer plug mobile app. And if you're in this room, can you share the prayer plug mobile app to someone new? Text it to a friend, screenshot it, encourage somebody, really use it as a tool to help other people around you pray more, even beyond when these 31 days are wrapped up. 
It takes a village, <laughs> literally takes a village, not just for a child, not just for a family, but also for the assignments that God has us all to do. So thank y'all so, so much that have just been thorough. Okay. Tried and true. Today, my girlfriend, Amber, she uh, posted a picture on Instagram and she used to write out on her post-it note who she had to text the prayer the prayer plugs to back when it was a text message. And I was like, wow, God, I'm thankful for that reminder because I am very much so a forward thinking person <laughs> where I'm always like, got to get to the next, got to go to the next. But I tell you, these last 30 days have convicted me daily about the need for me to hold holy top bottom all around surrender to god trust in his plans and be present in what he calls me to do every day even if it's just with a simple conversation with my husband to give him eye contact and to not run down my to-do list of what i want to do or try to do while he's talking but to just be present and um just show my gratitude and my response to what's happening in my day-to-day -day right in front of me what i what we desire it's yeah yeah, it's not going anywhere. I know even right now, Malcolm and I have been craving a vacation and a lot of our friends have been traveling like everywhere, places we like, oh my God, we talk about places I have on my Pinterest board and we've both just been like helping each other stay in check and just being like, those cities, those countries, those like places are not going anywhere. <laughs> like there will be a time we'll be able to make these moves. But right now we have to steward the lot that we're in, the place that we're in. And we're going to do it with a heart of gratitude and a heart of joy because Lord knows, you don't know what type of plans God got for you. You won't go on a regular, regular vacation to Tulum whole time. God got a whole paid expense villa ready for you in a whole another place. Okay. Let him do what he want to do. You don't know how God wants to move in your life, wants to just blow your mind. We serve a God that is about blowing our minds. Okay, can we get into it, y'all? Oh, can we say it again? I am so grateful. God does not wait till we get to the finish line to celebrate us. I'm so grateful. God does not wait that we have it all together to tell us that we are chosen, called, and set apart. <laughs> I'm so grateful God did not wait till you fell short and needed him to pick you up to die on a cross. Hello, Good Friday is around the corner this Friday. I am so glad that even though I made mistakes prior to my marriage, God still saw fit to groom and prepare Malcolm and myself for each other. I am so grateful that even though I didn't go to seminary, even though I didn't grow up in church, even though I study finance at Howard, even though to this day I'm learning how to understand God's word and to study it and to make it a daily, a daily task, assignment, discipline, like whatever you want to call it to just study his word and to pray and to worship, he still allowed me to be a part of 31 days getting lit for the Lord with y'all. Like, it's just so amazing that God does not wait to use us when we're polished and perfect. But God is all about progression. That's not to say he's going to allow us to lead a lot of things that that we aren't prepared for the, um, for the weight that comes with it. But it is to say that he has these building blocks that he sets us up on and we don't even know if we're ready for them. But at the right time when he says go, it just works out through his strength. Remember what Corinthians tell us, y'all. It tells us that in my weakness, his grace is sufficient. That means that, yes, you will be prepared and prone for assignments, but even in the assignments you have to do, you will need Jesus. That's just point blank, period. I was chuckling when I was talking to Malcolm the other day because we were talking about Moses and Joshua and a little bit of background. Moses did not want the role of leading these folks, y'all. 
he was like, the Israelites do too much. They always sinning. They're always complaining. Anybody leaves somebody that just doesn't want to stay on course. <laughs> it's like every time you turn around, you got to remind them we, we, we're going this way. We're Please stop. The moment you go to sleep, you wake up, they trying it. I'm like, oh my goodness, we already went through the rules of the guidelines. Come on. And this is before the commandments too. So they was really just out here doing what they wanted. And Moses was like, I do not want to leave these people. And he even said it to God. He was like, please call my brother Aaron. He was like, get, get Aaron to take care of this, Jesus. Cause Well, God, because this, this is before Jesus. He said, God, get Aaron to take care of this because I cannot lead these people. And it's funny because Moses stuttered. Y'all, when I was growing up, st still to this day, I stutter. I'm sure y'all have heard me stutter through the 30 days. Like when I get excited, I, th 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 it's like a remix. But when I was a kid, it was on a whole nother level. It was literally like, it's her tape scratch. I mean, it's her CD scratch. Like my sister's in the room. She can attest to that. But my sisters, I used to stutter like crazy. And I don't know. It just started to, but it never stopped me from talking. I'll tell you that much. It never stopped me from talking. And so I was so amazed when I found out that Moses stuttered. I was like, oh my goodness, God, that is so cool. We have that in common. And so back to Moses, oh y'all, he kept telling God, please call somebody else. No, my brother's so much better for this. He's confident. He's equipped. Like, this is not for me. God said, again, <laughs> I called you to do it. I'm telling you what to do. Go ahead and be by my work. So at some parts of the process, God did allow Aaron to move forward to, to lead. But at some point he told Moses straight up, look, I've called you. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't let your brother do a few things just so you can get your mind right. But I'm not having it no more. This is what you got to do. This is how you're going to do it. This is where you're going to do it. But consistently through Moses journey and people don't talk about this. And that's why it's so important to read the Bible because it's just very normal that we, pick apart the Bible and we take from what we get in sermons and we only take the highlight reel, you know, <laughs> social media, right? You know, like it's just the highlight reel of what he represented. When we think of Moses and when we think of Noah and when we think of Joseph and, and, e and even Mary, you know, like we all just think of all the grand things that they did, but they were people, people with insecurities, people with doubt, people that really weren't trained how we are said to be trained in 2021 with degrees and, and accolades and all this and all that behind our name, but they were trained by God. But the one thing that they all have in common, just in the few weeks I've been really studying and breaking down the, like the Bible to understand its entirety. The one thing that I'm receiving when I read, they obey God. Like even when things look crazy, Noah was building a boat in a place that had rain for years. <laughs> like they're like, bruh, you're crazy. What are you doing? Anybody being called to do something that's unlikely, something that's unknown, something that's brand new, something that probably doesn't even fit into what you thought you'd be doing. <laughs> like, where where this come from? <laughs> Trust God. Trust God. Obey him. Obey him. Obey him. Obey him. Let's get into this word of the day. Okay. The title of today's prayer is Ride or Die. God. God is the realest ride or die. Not only did he go on the ride, okay. First of all, his ride was not a pimp my ride kind of ride. His ride did not even have wheels. Like back then he could have been on the chariot. He either walked or he rode on a donkey one or two times, okay. He is a real rider because he gonna go at whatever pace. Like when I tell you he had Flintstone feet out here. Anybody seen the Flintstones lately? Like out here with the Flintstone feet. God was really a ride 
or die. And he did both. And then he added a whole nother level to it because he rose. Okay. He said, right, die, rose. <laughs> he is risen. Thank you, Jesus, for the resurrection. God saw us so fit, y'all, that he died for us. Just take that in because something going on in your life right now, the enemy is trying to say it stops God from loving you. The enemy is trying to make you believe that it could not be you that God wants to use. The enemy is trying to turn around what God wants to work for your good. But guess what? He has no power. Oh, guess what? He cannot win. I know recently some, some of us have heard about Lil, Lil Nas X and his Nikes and his music video. And the first thing my heart and my mouth, my mouth and my mind was drawn to do was to pray for him. Because you have to truly like have experienced some hard, harsh, just inhumane experiences from people that make you want to do any of that, you know, or to represent that or for that to be attached to your name. And so I was like, Lord, somebody just love on that boy, just love on him. So what a young man, just love on that young man so much. But along with that, I was just like, hold on, Nike. Like I literally was about to go through my closet and be like, oh, no. Like, let me stop being dramatic. I was not about to throw away my Nike stuff, but I wasn't going to buy no more, period. <laughs> Even if it's at Marshall's for the low, nope. Like, I'm good on it. And it's interesting because Malcolm was showing me today an article where it was saying that Nike was suing, you know, um, him and his team. And I was like, oh, well, whatever, because it's like it's unofficially not a Nike and they were using the logo and licensing and it wasn't approved by the company. But I was like, wow, what the enemy was trying to infiltrate into society, trying to make known, trying to just put on a pedestal. The people of Nike, God, I pray somebody know, knows the Lord that's on this leadership team was like, hold up, we cannot have that attached to my name. The same thing the enemy is trying to do to you, to confuse, to infiltrate, to, to break down, to just overwhelm you, to make you feel like you all have to fit whatever you said that you would accomplish into a certain time frame or it won't be done, to make you think that you cannot take rest. Hello, the Sabbath. To make you think that because you don't have money or you don't have a check mark, that you don't have impact or, or you don't have influence. Lies. God came, Jesus came to ride and to die for you so that all of that can be put under your feet and you can know that God got you. God got you. His loyalty is just, <laughs> can't nobody beat God in, in loyalty and love or giving, okay? Can't nobody beat God in none of that or forgiveness, like none of it. And so today's scripture is Psalm chapter 18, verse one and two. Psalm chapter 18, verse one and two, and it reads, I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. If anybody needed an affirmation, <laughs> If you are somebody and God has been convicting you because you've just been making up all sorts of affirmations, you you know, because because we like to make up a lot of things just because we have the freedom to, you know, this is an affirmation that you might want to add <laughs> to your list of affirmations, because this right here is a declaration on who you're writing for. 
who you're willing to die for. And when I say die, I don't just mean about this earthly life that we live. I'm talking about killing the flesh. I'm talking about killing the ego. I'm talking about dying to your own desires. Like, God, put my desires behind me for your will. God, I kill insecurity and doubt that tell me that I am not chosen and used by you. God, I'm putting down the lack of stewardship. I am killing the lack of stewardship that is keeping me from using the talent, the time, and the resources that you've given me in a way that blesses you and pleases you. Like God has called us to ride or die too. He didn't just do it so we can be out here like, oh, he got me. Okay. <laughs> and David wrote this psalm that we're reading today and i love it so much because y'all know david is the one that you know david killed david killed like ten thousand. you know david was out here getting it saul only killed one thousand and the funny thing is saul was david's mentor so he's looking at his mentee like hold on wait young bull david though then came through and now he's out here winning guess why guess how guess who <laughs> it was the holy spirit and god on his side david got a whole nother story but we just gonna focus on when david was in alignment and obedience with the will of god and how god allowed him to face battles and circumstances and guess what win and overcome because david had a heart that would say i love you lord you are my strength you are my strength. This is speaking to me so much because even this morning I was convicted because there's still parts of me that are just so sure of what I can do when it comes to assignments. I'm still battling y'all with the part of me that needs to be like, God, I don't want to do it in my own strength. Yeah, I could, but I don't want to. <laughs> I want your strength because you are the true strength because God's strength is not limited to time, circumstances, or resources. My strength is, <laughs> okay? My strength is very limited when it comes to all those things being brought into account. I know goodness well, it would be real hard for me to even show up 30, 31 days if I had issues in my marriage, if my kids were sick, if we didn't have food to eat, if we didn't have shelter, if we didn't have Wi-Fi for this connection, if I didn't have a cell phone pay. You know, those are, those are things that limit me. But in God's strength though, all things, all things have worked out. Let God know you love him. Say it with your mouth. Say it with the way you pray. Say it with the time that you give to him. Remember, love is an action word. <laughs> it's a descriptive word. But love at work, though, love at work is an action word. Psalm 18 tells us off the rip, I love you, Lord. You're my strength. And then it tells us, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. What? He got it all covered. Hello, hallelujah. When we say the Lord is my rock, it means that he's steady. It means that he is not broken. He is not shifted. It means he is solid, okay? <laughs> he's the right one. And then he's your fortress. Hello? Y'all used to build a little fortress. I know the kids today love Fortnite. <laughs> A fortress in the military is a strong place of covering. It is where they retreat to in between battles, okay? 
What do you retreat to when you are fighting something? We're always at war, whether we know it or not, because the enemy is constantly attacking. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So no matter what we do or don't believe or what feelings we do or don't feel, please know the enemy is just waiting for that opportunity. And it, and if you haven't been sensing where he's trying to attack you in your life, just ask God to reveal it. Just seek God in prayer. Like, God, I don't want to be out here willy-nilly acting like ain't nothing going on in my life. Positivity is a blessing. Do not get me wrong, but never get so caught up in positivity that you are discounting what you need to be in prayer for and prayer for going to war. Prayer is our weapon. Worship is our weapon. Stop ignoring what is in front of your face and trying to throw positivity and happiness onto it when instead you need to be on your knees praying to God, throwing scripture on that situation. Sometimes you can't always pray with the person that you need God to help you to overcome the situation with the four. Sometimes it's a family member. It's a, it's a spouse. It's a child. It's a close friend. It's a parent. And you're like, if they pray with me, then cool. It'll be better. God is calling you to move forward on that, whether they show up or not. Cause you will, God has already shown me in my own life. You would rather want God to lead somebody to do it than for you to force them into it. And our parents, when it comes to kids, that's very different because we are called to train up our kids so they don't depart from our from their ways. But I'm talking about other adult relationships you have in your life where you know there's this there's a spiritual warfare. There's this unsettling feeling that you have. Go to war. The Lord is your fortress. The Lord, the Lord is your strong tower. The Lord is the deliverer. We want God to deliver us and to deliver the people we are praying for. Because when God does a does the deliverance, it's a spirit and a heart shift. It's not just a mindset. And like anybody ever done something for somebody else just because you like, look, this will make things cool and smooth. Like, I'm gonna just do this just because the moment they turn their back, they, they go out of town, they go missing. Like, you back to what you used to do. Like, okay, they're not watching. Many times that's our attitude at work. It's like, yeah, when my boss around, you know, I'll clock in, I'll take a 30 minute break. <laughs> like, I'll make sure I double check my report moment they go out of town, leave, you know, they stop asking for certain things. We just get back into our groove of doing what we want to do. We want God to deliver us from, from, from what we do in private and what we do in public so that we honor him no matter who's watching because he's always watching. <laughs> Hello? Again, this scripture says, God is my rock. Like you got to be clear about it. The Lord is my rock and God is my rock. I'm repeating myself, okay? Because I'm doubling up on that so you are sure. So I am sure sometimes you got to remind yourself like God is my rock. God is my strength in whom I take refuge. Refuge. You can run, hide, retreat, just let it all out in Jesus name in, in his presence. And prayer is one of those ways that we do that. When was the last time you cried about it? Nobody's asking you to walk around here like you got it all together. And yes, you're. Yo, you yes, you have the grace and you have the covering and you have the goodness of God that's that's on top of you and that's covering you and that got you because again, he is our fortress, our strong tower, but he's our refuge. I love that this scripture is just so dynamic with how it goes from strength then to rock, then for fortress, meaning I, I need covering. Then it goes into him being a deliverer, meaning that I can't do it in my own, then back to him being a rock. And then to him being a refuge, meaning we can retreat there. 
Meaning I can fall apart at your feet. And it does not mean that I'm not called or equipped. It just means that you are the only one I find wholeness in. Yes, God blesses us with friends and family and therapists and pastors and people that inspire us as resources, but always know who is your source. God is your source where you can find shelter. He is so good and so faithful. God is your shield. God is my shield. God wants to cover you. But guess what? If you walk around here like you got it all together, if you walk around here like ain't ain't, ain't nothing bothering you, your nonchalant it is what it is, then why would you ever need a shield? Why would you ever need somebody to go to bat for you? Why would you ever need his covering to keep you when the enemy is trying to tear you down? Child, he is the horn of my salvation. That is what it tells us. He is the horn of my salvation. Thank you so much, Jesus. Look, in my very like simplistic mind, I think horn of salvation, I think that Honestly, I thought of a horn with sound. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's my best horn sound, y'all. I think of a I think of the sound like it is known, it is loud that the Lord my God has given me a new chance at life. But as I read a little more and I studied, okay, I'm realizing that they're talking about like the horn on the goat to be precise that's what it tells us uh when i was reading up you know it's a horn on a goat and y'all know i'm sorry it's the horn on a ram yeah forgive me it's the horn on a ram and so i don't know if anybody else seen some discovery <laughs> documentaries but the horn on a ram no they ram into things or maybe your team is the rams hey i don't know but it is a strong force that is at the head of the ram in order for them to protect themselves. Hello, hallelujah. God is the horn of your salvation because of his death on the cross and his resurrection. He is able to give you a horn of salvation, meaning he has given you a second chance, a covering. He has given you the protection that is necessary from the enemy. Hey, hello, let's go. Come on, Jesus. He is your stronghold. I know many of us growing, if you grew up in church, you heard of a stronghold being a bad thing, like release me from this stronghold. But we're supposed to have a stronghold on God. He is supposed to be our stronghold. So yes, there are other strongholds like sexual sexual immoralities, lies, stealing, like love of just idols, things that are not of God. But a stronghold in Christ means that he is where you find protection and strength. He is what fortifies you. He is what helps you have strong belief that you are defended. God is defending you in every way possible. Hallelujah. God, you are lit, Father, for real. And you are everything. I'm so thankful we don't have to do this in our own, y'all. We don't have to do any of life in our own power. None of it in your own power. When was the last time you just asked for help? When was the last time you let it be known that you confess and you can't do it, but saying in you, God, I know all things are possible, that you just activated blessings. You just, God already wrote in the story what he wanted to give you, but it is the need for your humility, your maturity, and your desire for him for you to get it. So what you going to do to get what he got? Hello? What you going to do to get what he got though? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Now let's get into this prayer. praise this out in Jesus name. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for every prayer that's been said just to a specificity. But right now we just want to praise you as we wrap up this room. We want to let it be known that you are our strength. We want to declare and decree that you are our fortress, our strong tower, our deliverer, Lord God. You are our refuge, Lord God. You are the one that shields us from the tactics of the enemy to knock us down. You are the one that even when we fall, we fall on our knees and not on our faith and not on our face, <laughs> our faith or our face. Okay. We fall on our knees and we pray and we praise you and we worship you because you are the one that's in control. You are the one that lets it all work out for our good. You are the one that cares and that meets and exceeds every need, Father God. So we just honor you. We exalt you and we let it be known that it is in your strength. It is all done in Jesus mighty, mighty name. We pray. Amen. We didn't got prayed up. We didn't got plugged in. First of all, we just got lit for the Lord. Anybody else is feeling brand, brand new right now? Okay. Getting lit, getting turned, getting everything in between. God has so much for you. All he asks you to do is give him some faith and some excitement, okay, to see it through. So I just pray that this touched you, this bless you. This has got you in a whole new focus on who you are and what God is calling you to do. You can get more of the lit for the Lord prayers on the podcast and the mobile app. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and share it with somebody else that need to get lit for the Lord. And let's keep it up, y'all. We've been doing this, staying disciplined, staying hungry, and staying at the Lord's feet. Hey, reach out, send your prayer requests, send your praise reports, and connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and through the mobile app. We love you over here, y'all. Stay plugged in.